Hey everyone and welcome to episode 10 of the Karina Duffy Fitness Podcast. So this episode I thought was quite fitting for this time of year because some people are September, like I said in my last podcast, is like a rush. It's like after, it's like the January, so it's like post-Christmas. Everyone's trying to get in, the kids are back to school. So this podcast I want to talk about why you may be putting weight on when you start a new workout routine. So there's a few different reasons for this. I'm going to talk about three or four main reasons. Um, again, I'm going to try to keep this podcast short. I say that all the time and I end up rambling. But this time I really need to because I'm actually off to work in 40 minutes. So I'm going to be I'm trying to break my own record here, trying to record it. So the first one I am going to talk about, I'm just going to get straight into it, is I'm after starting a new workout routine. I'm doing two to three workouts a week. They're kind of weight-based, circuit-based, um, in the gym maybe, and you're just going to any classes here and there. Um, so the reason for this might be, so number one, the biggest thing that I see is someone starts a new workout routine and they automatically get a little bit hungrier. And the reason for that is because you're, like I said before in all my podcasts, like when you lift any sort of weight at, at all, including your body weight, you make microscopic little tears within your muscle during that period from lifting the weights. So for the next 24 to 48 hours post-workout, your muscles are repairing back. And in order for them to repair back, they're going to need like sufficient amount of good food, like protein, good fats, carbohydrates. And um, most importantly, Proteins, because like I said before in my previous podcast, think of proteins as a balloon and within the balloon, there's all amino acids that your body is made up of complete amino acids. And um, there's about 20 of them, nine of them are essential. So that's why we really need to focus on good quality proteins and um, either through quinoa, if you're vegetarian, nuts, legumes, chicken, meats, fishes, all of them are the best free range where possible because there's less antibiotics in it which means there's more chance of having an increased amount of amino acids if that makes sense so when you, that's what happens when you start lifting weights you repair back um the microscopic little tears that you get post-workout that automatically is going to increase a hunger spike so if you're not feeding yourself an adequate amount of protein per day which is an average is around your kg in weight by two that's what it's about. Obviously, the bigger you are, the higher your protein level. But again, get somewhere near it. I always say to everyone, rule of thumb, 20 grams of protein per meal. And anything extra after that is amazing. But like, to be honest, you're going to get more proteins than that, especially if you start adding in egg whites, you start adding in turkey rasher shavings, all this and quinoa into a meal. You could possibly get up to between 30 and 40 grams of protein per meal. But minimum 20. If you're definitely not getting 20, Per meal, you really need to look at your food, guys. You really need to start tracking and start looking at your protein content in your food. Again, if you have any questions on this, please contact me on Instagram or Facebook at KarinaDuffyFitness.com. So that's one of the reasons why you might get a hunger spike. You're not getting an adequate amount of protein. You're working out three times a week. So that means if you're working out on a Monday, your muscles are still repairing back on Wednesday when you work out. You work out again on Wednesday, your muscles are still repairing back on Friday or Saturday when you're working out again. Do you get me? So you're constantly getting hunger spikes. And if you're not getting that adequate amount of um, amino acids, protein, good fats, carbohydrates, and Basically, you're put basing your meals on takeaways, um, on the go food here and there, more snacks than meals, then that's going to be a problem straight away. You're not repairing your body back properly. Your recovery isn't good through your foods and you're just going to be hungry constantly all the time. And the back 
lash of this is that you're going to be in a surplus with your food because you're going to be constantly hungry all the time. Um, so that means that you're definitely going to go over your calories. And if you're not counting your food, you're 100% going to go over your calories because you're going to be constantly feeding and repairing the muscles back. So the best way to avoid that is make sure that you have your meals ready. Make sure that your food tracking, absolutely number one priority is food tracking your food. Can you still put on muscle in a calorie deficit and lose fat? Yeah, 100% you can. Anyone I put in a calorie deficit is a slight, slight calorie deficit. So for instance, for an example, I'll give you a lady who started, I've been training for a while and she just couldn't get her head around the food tracking. So she was up and down, up and down, lost nearly um, 10 pounds back on again. I said, listen, this is it, final straw, It ha- food tracking, it has to be counted, end off. She has an adequate amount of calories. She's nearly 2,000 calories and she's still in food this week. Lo and behold, she lost six pounds in one week. Okay, granted, it's probably water weight. It just could be bloatness gone and all that. But the moral of the story is she's after creating a good habit straight away because she's like, I actually can't hit that 2,000. Um, Like, you know, I'm not hungry. And I said, there you go. You're still in a deficit. You don't have to hit 2,000. If you're full at 15, 16, 17, 18, stop eating because it's okay to be hungry. And again, if you want to talk about hunger, go to my previous podcast, guys, because we're here talking about why you might gain a bit of weight on the scale when you start working out and lifting weights and stuff. So that's one of the reasons you might get a bit of a spike because you're not giving yourself good recovery foods to repair your muscles. And like I said before, and I'll always say it, if you're sore five, six days after a workout, you're not recovering yourself properly. Water, good recovery foods, sleep and stretching. They're the main reasons. So that might be one of the reasons why the scales has gone up. You're hungry all the time. You're constantly eating and picking after your workouts because you don't have the recovery foods and you're in a surplus because you're not counting. One of the reasons. Second reason is, and this is all about the mind, for some reason, and I've done this in the past before as well, I think when I put in a deadly workout, especially three of them a week, that I feel I can eat a lot more because of them workouts. So it's psychological, this one. It's nothing got to do with science or anything like that. It's pure psychological. And we all are culprits of it, guys. We all think that it's okay, I can go out now for dinner tonight on a Tuesday night and I can go out for drinks with the girls on Thursday night because it's all right. I did my workouts this week. I put them in. But again, guys, if you're adding extra food onto your daily routine, because you're rewarding yourself far too fucking soon for results you haven't even fucking got, there's a problem straight away. So again, this is where the track and the foods comes into play and it's my number one thing for guys who's starting off. If you're able to put the effort in to your workouts and smash them and spend an hour breaking your arse, well then you're able to track your food. Simple as that. Do I track my food right now? No, I've... I have a really, really, really good concept, like to the point where I know myself of what calories are in what. This isn't because of a weight loss thing. This is because I'm on the opposite scale of some of you guys with fat loss. I'm on the opposite side where because my uh, because my classes, I have to be shown thing, people what to do. Um, one or two of them are kind of physical where they're fat loss blast classes where I'm teaching them physically with the class. And then I have to walk my dog as well. So I'm constantly moving. So my daily movement, my neat and my daily movement is 
really high as it is. So I really do not need to be adding in any extra cardio into my daily routine. So for me, I really have to focus on lifting heavy, concentrating on my weak points, which is my glutes, my abs and my upper body. And that's what I love. And for that reason, I started counting my calories years ago. So I knew I was getting an inadequate amount of proteins and that my diet wasn't consisted of too much carbs, which was happening. Um, when I first started tracking, I was having about 1200 calories of snacks per day because I wasn't setting out my meals. I wasn't planning in advance or even have an idea and have the food in the fridge that if I wanted to make an omelette, it was there. And to be honest, it was pure fucking laziness on my behalf. Simple as that. Pure laziness where I thought I was working out, personal trainer, why do I need to do that? Um, I know what I'm doing, but I wasn't actually putting it into practice. I was doing more talking about it than I was doing. And that was the problem. Um, I've lost my train of thought now. This happens when I don't write things down. So yeah, that's another reason why. Um, the second reason why is because you're rewarding yourself too early and you're rewarding yourself after every workout, which is going to be a big mistake if you're not calorie tracking. Um, you can do that if you're calorie tracking and staying within your deficit. 100% you can. And I would advise it at the beginning to do that, to not stop your girly Thursday drinks, um, to not stop any of that, but to count everything. Because at the end of the day, this is a lifestyle change for you. So I am not going to tell you to not do something that you enjoy because life is too short, lads. Simple as that. But at the same time, you can't be using that, that line and that phrase all the time when you're going out for drinks with the girls. So what I would do is if you're in work and you're at the desk or if you're at home and you have a little bit of time before you go out, whatever drinks you drink, whether it's white wine, red wine, vodka and tonic, I would put in the amount that you think you're going to have and then you have a fair idea of your calories. So if you know Thursday morning that you're going out with the girls that night, let's just say you're going for an early bird, which generally happens in the nine to five world. Um, so you know you're going to a Thai restaurant. Um, I'm just going to, because that's what we, that's what happens in Dublin half the time. You go to a Thai restaurant, you get an early bird, the starter, main course and dessert. You know already what's on the menu. So I would go in, have an idea of what you're going to have Go put it into your food tracker, get somewhere near it, but use get the use the calories and input the calories of the meals you find that are above what you what the meal around the meal that you're gonna have. So let's say if you're gonna have spring rolls, you if three or four options of spring rolls show up in the food tracker, you're gonna pick the one that's highest in calories. Let's just say you're gonna have a chicken chow mein or whatever, chicken and cashew nut. You are gonna pick whatever there's a load of them are gonna come up, you are gonna pick the one with the highest calories and input it in. If you're gonna have dessert, you're gonna pick the one with the highest calories, whether it's cheesecake, pavlova, whatever, chocolate mousse, death by chocolate, you are gonna put in the one with the highest calorie. Then you're gonna put in, we'll say, four glass of wine. If you don't have four glass of wine, big deal. Leave them in there anyway. Or else when you go home, change the quantity to three glasses of wine. Or if you didn't have dessert, go in and take out the dessert. But at least you know in the morning time, when you input what you're preempting you're going to have, you'll have a fair idea of what calories you've left for breakfast and lunch. And I would always advise if you are going out for a big, rich meal like that with drinks, I would advise to keep the carbohydrates kind of really low for breakfast and lunch. Maybe not have oats for breakfast, maybe just have eggs or something instead with some veg or whatever. Or them chicken, um, them egg uh, frishes and egg little muffins that I make that's in my recipe books. And God knows they're all over line, lads. And if you look back on my Instagram, it's there as well. So that'd be really high protein breakfast. And lunch could be, you could go easy on lunch and you could have a bowl of soup. Because if you're eating out the 
more than likely you're going to get your protein um good protein amount on the meal out especially if it's chicken and all that because they usually overdo it um so yeah preempt what you're going to have and if you're one of these people that's after starting working out and you still love socializing and you still love treating yourself you need to track and preempt what you're having that's the second reason why you might put on weight in the scales now the third reason why you might put on weight in the scales and people people can't get their head around this one but I'm going to try to simplify it a little bit for you um, because for me it took me a while to get my head around this as well so imagine uh, a magnum ice cream is your body with fat on it and then imagine a round, a round tree ice lolly the skinny one is your muscle, your body with muscle, toned muscle on it. So muscle is three times, um, it weighs three times heavier than fat, but it's a lot denser. So it's a lot tighter, it's a lot smaller. So imagine the magnum is you with low muscle tone and lots of lots of fat. So you're skinny fat, basically. And no matter what size you are, you can be skinny fat um, because you don't have that much muscle tone on you. So you wouldn't have lifted weights before. You wouldn't have done any body weight exercises. Um, you wouldn't have lifted. A, the only thing you probably would have lifted was a fork and a knife. Um, then you start lifting weights. And you're like, whoa, scales are going up here now, lads. Obviously, if you have a lot of weight to lose. If you're doing your weights with your daily cardio and you're walking around, obviously you're going to lose weight anyway because you have it to lose. But if you're kind of mediocre size and you your time between about a stone to lose, well then what's going to happen is you're going to be a slow burner when it comes to weight loss. And what I mean by that is, so let's just give me, I'll give you an example. Um, a load of the girls online will say, and um, they don't have a lot to lose, but they have a bit to lose. So they're working out four times a week doing a good mix of weight sessions and a good mix of hit. Um, but basically they're building toned muscle because they're doing a lot of body weight exercises as well as kettlebells, dumbbells, the whole lot. So basically when their pictures came in, um, every week they send me pictures and I put the first one with the next one with week one, the first one with week two. I put them together. So basically there's two, always two pictures from week one or the next week or whatever we're at and one lady said to me in particular she goes I feel so much smaller but I've only four pounds lost in three weeks I was like listen this is the beauty of lifting weights you're denser you're smaller your inches have come in but the scales is going to be a slow burner because the muscle is that slightly bit heavier than fat although it's denser so what I'm, the point I'm trying to get to is her inches are down, way down. And um, with the scale, she thought the scale would be a little bit faster. They, because previous to this, when she would have went on like a weight loss journey, she would have went on really low calories. She would have hit the, the cross trainer, the treadmill, started running on the road. So it was all cardio based, which in return, we'll see the scale shift down, obviously, because she's on very little calories. But she never stuck to it because the calories were too low. The running got boring and she got jiggly and she was losing it. But she was leaving herself wide open then again that when she stopped, that weight would go on super quick. Fat attracts fat. Muscle attracts energy. Muscle is a working muscle. It's pumping organ that has blood going through it, the whole shebang that even when you're sleeping at nighttime and you're breathing, you're keeping the muscles pumped because the blood, you have to remember when you're taking big deep breaths in your sleep up through your nose snoring, you're, that blood's going around your body at about 100 miles an hour all the time. Add weights and exercise into that and it's going faster. So imagine you building lovely toned muscle 
that's smaller in size, denser, but it requires energy to work and keep alive. What does that mean? Equals, you are burning more calories while you're even just lying down. And that's the beauty of lifting weights. But the downside to that is the scale might not show the results that you want or might be really slow in coming down because the muscle weighs that bit heavier than fat. So that is the third reason and the most important reason that I would love people to get into their heads is the scales is good if you have a lot of weight to lose. But if you don't have a lot of weight to lose, you're really going to have to focus on your inches and your pictures. And yeah, the scale is there is a good indication to kind of every week or maybe every two weeks to weigh. But it's your pictures every week and it's your inches every week. That's especially when you're doing any bit of weights at all. That's going to see you results. And this I'm not ditching Slimming World or I'm not ditching Weight Watchers or any of them because they're an amazing tool for people who doesn't know where to begin and they don't know anything about like not even food, but like it, with Slim World and Weight Watchers is good for giving you like put spices with this, don't use salt and all that. And they're really good for a community for people. But at the same time, if you started doing weights and bodyweight exercise within a class while you're going Slim World and Weight Watchers, that scale will not be going down as quick as you like. And the mentors there within the groups, like what they can't do about it they'd like the scales come down quicker to keep boost you and to boost your confidence so they're more than likely going to say well maybe try not to be doing too much weight sessions let the scale come down first and build your confidence if that's the case by all means just go out walking do body weight exercises all of that but definitely try do more than the treadmill more than the cross trainer in the gym more than just walking do your body weight exercises like you can still do them and you're not lifting huge weight where you're progressing in weights all the time and you're building your strength up. If you're not confident enough in lifting weights just yet and you are in Slim World or Weight Watchers or anything like that, well then just walk and do bodyweight exercise until you get into it. But believe me, you cannot put all your focus and your energy into the scales because at the end of the day, the longer lasting results come from someone who builds lovely toned lean muscle. It's three reasons why the scales mightn't be moving. Um, number one, you're not tracking your food, you're working out and you're just not getting there with your food and you're overeating because you just think you have extra calories. Um, that's why as well. And the two, the second reason is more or less the same as the first one as well. You're just not tracking your calories and you think that because you've worked out yesterday it's okay I can go treat myself so you're treating yourself too early is the second one. Um, especially if you want to get results. I would... Take it, take it easy on the going out and kind of pull back a bit and kind of preempt when you're going out what you're going to have to eat, what you're going to have to drink. Input the calories already and try stick to that. It's the same way as your bank account. If you were going out for an early bird with girls and you only had 40 euro left in your bank account, you would try spend very little of that 40 euro because you have to survive during the week as well. Um, so you have to think of your weight and your progress and your progress in the gym and your progress as your strength and getting your mindset right as in calories is the same as having money in the bank. You have to work for them. Unfortunately, you do have to count them, but it's a really good tool at the beginning. Will you have to count them for long? Like if you have a lot of weight to lose, I would suggest keep counting until you get down to a happy place in your weight because habits come back really fast. The University of London says it takes 60 days to create a habit. It takes 60 days to break one. So 
there's no way and even I say this to the guys with the month to month membership gym with me and the online four week programs you're only there every four weeks to be creating good habits and you're only four weeks away from going back to where you started that's what I always say to everybody so just be aware that calories is like money in your bank account you can't be spending them if they're not there to spend. You can't be going into your overdraft and dipping into it all the time because you're only going to owe that back in money. Same way with your weight. You can't be dipping if you're on calories of 1800 a day and still in a deficit. Like, do you know what I mean? And you're the only movement that you do is the two classes a week and the bit here and there. There's no reason you should be going over them calories at all. At all, 100%, no way you can get a shitload of food in for 1800 calories, especially if fat loss is your goal. 100% you can. Um, like, you'll all obviously you'll have spike days, but like, record them because if you record them, you're setting good habits up, and maybe you'll do things differently the next time you think you're going to have a spike day of food or the next time you're going to have a hangover or something like that. Just record and just remember. If you're like me and you find it hard to retain muscle um, and that you find it very easy to lose the muscle and go back to your skinny fat, well, then you need to keep at it all the time and definitely track your food to make sure you get an adequate amount of proteins. I see a lot of the girls online, um, especially um, through the online program that I do and the girls in classes when I look at their food on the app. A lot of them are gone kind of veganishy a little bit, which is absolutely no problem. But just if you are gone down the more vegetable root side, make sure you do your own homework on how you're going to get your proteins in during the day, because it's really important. There's no point turning veganism and there's no point thinking, saying that, OK, I'll have 80 percent of my day fruit and veg. But where are you getting your proteins from? Like think of your daily food and water in a pie chart, right? 70 percent of that is water that you need. And the other will say, 20-15% would be proteins and the other 15% left would be coming from your micronutrients. I would say 10% left. So 20% would be your proteins from the pie chart and the other 10% is your micronutrients and um, getting your fruit and veg in and all that and a little bit of good fat. You don't need that much good fat lads. It's a great tool to keep you fuller for longer but if you're someone that wants to get more value for money out of your calories for instance, if one chocolate rice cake is 80 calories with a smither of peanut butter on top of it, that'll push it up to about 140 calories, 150. I always overestimate. So why today I said, mm, I want a bit more value for money here because I want to be chewing more. So sometimes it's all about the chewing wishes as well, not about the actual eating. We want to be chewing something. So I had three of the multi... Um, multi-grain crackers from Aldi, the small ones, and I put the same amount of peanut butter on as I would on one rice cake on three of them, and I had an apple. And it, let's just say between the apple and them put together, um, it was around the same calories. It was about 130 calories for the crackers and the peanut butter, and then the apple then top it for 200 calories. I had a nice snack, and it, you know, it was nice. I had my salt. My um, sweet and sour, is that what you want to call it, from the salt and the peanut butter. And then I had my apple that filled me up a lot more as well. Um, so you need to be going for denser foods like that, that are dense in nutrients, like the apple and the peanut butter that are going to keep you fuller for longer. Um, so yeah, try not to focus on the scale if you don't have that much to lose. If you're looking to tone up and you don't have that much on you, but you're just looking to tighten and tone here and there. Don't look at the scales because more than likely the scales will go up because your muscle tone but the inches will come in. And if you're not taking pictures and not taking measurements, you're you're not really going to stick to anything um, because you're not going to see the results visually 
with your eyes in a picture. You're not going to see them on the inches coming down because they don't lie. Um, and you're not going to trust the process, if that makes sense. And it is a process. Um, a lot of the girls I train now online as well are looking to increase their muscle. They're looking to increase a bit of tone and a bit of shape because they might have lost a little bit too much weight by accident because, again, their metabolism might be a bit higher or something like that. So they have to kind of switch their minds now that the scale is going to go up a bit, but they're going to get toned back and they're going to look a bit more healthier and a bit more um, shapely in their clothes as well. And for the guys that needs to lose fat, if you have a few stone to lose, the scale is 100% going to come down, 100% going to come down. But if you find that you have a lot more muscle on you than fat, well then you're going to have to start increasing your HIIT exercises. Maybe start running to the class, walking to the class and jogging back from the class. Um, definitely increasing your step count the days you're not working out will 100% shred that fat off you. But again, if you're counting your calories and keeping within the deficit, you are 100% going to get results on the scale as well. 100% if you have a few stone to lose. Um, so that's it, guys. I am going to cut this short. This is a world record for me because my dog is screaming outside at other dogs. So I'm sure you can hear him over the podcast as well. Um, so I hope that helps, guys. It's short and sweet today because um, I just really want to get a podcast out. I want to keep the momentum going with the guys online, which you guys that's looking for the podcast as well on social media and stuff like that. And plus, I love doing it. So there you go. So hopefully that helps just to give you an idea of why the scales might be going up. And one last thing before I go, there might be another reason why the scales aren't, are the scales are going up when you're working out. Obviously, the, there's an increase in muscle there as well. But if you've been at it for a few weeks and it's eight weeks in and nothing's moving, you've maintained on the scale and you've kept in a bit of a calorie deficit and all that. Well, then maybe just go to the doctor and maybe get your bloods taken and just do a quick check to see if there are any thyroid problems or anything underlining there that you don't know about. And once you rule that out, then you like you really need to look at your diet because you you have to get in a calorie deficit. You have to 100 percent. Once you're in a calorie deficit, you're going to lose the weight, regardless if you eat McDonald's for all day in your calorie deficit, which probably wouldn't be good because your energy levels would be quite low. You wouldn't get that much iron. You wouldn't get that much vitamin C. You wouldn't get your micronutrients and you'd end up getting sick, lads, let's face it. And then you won't be able to work out at all. And then you'd be like, Queen is a bitch. <laughs> she told me to eat McDonald's in my calorie deficit all day. So, um, and especially if you're busy and you're going hard and heavy all the time, you really need to be getting your micronutrients in and an adequate amount of proteins and all that just to keep you going with energy. That's how I have energy, lads. And I can feel myself getting stronger already in my classes that I'm doing myself for myself personally, going to a different gym. And um, they're hot, they're hard, they're heavy, they're tough. And I nearly died the first two weeks. But now I'm like, I'm, I'm actually loving it now because I can feel that I'm getting better with them burpees. I can feel I'm squatting heavier weights and it's not a big deal. Um, that I'm doing it as well. So, and that's because I'm feeding myself with good foods and I'm keeping my strength up that way because I'm busy with everything else and I know that if I don't, it's just going to backlash on me and I'm going to get sick. And one of the things I start to notice when I get sick is I start to get cold sores and that's a big sign that I'm not getting an adequate amount of amino acids into me. So you'll have to look for the telltale signs there as well of if you're constantly getting ran down then it's you have to look at your diet and you have to look at your recovery and we'll see where you can recover properly a little bit then as well. 
And another common reason why as well is people's step count goes right down when they start working out in a new gym routine or a new class routine or PT or something like that because it's psychological again. We think, oh, it's okay, I'm going to the gym tomorrow or it's okay, I did an hour's workout last night. I don't need to walk to work today. I'll get the bus. I'm a little bit tender. I won't walk. Um, that would probably be the wrong thing to do in terms of recovery because if you're tight and stiff and then you're going in working in a desk, being at a 90 degree angle for like six hours at a time, that's not good for your hip flexors, that's not good for your glutes, that's not good for your posture, your core. You need to stretch that out as much as you can. So post-workout, you will be a little bit tender and sore for up to 24 to 48 hours after. Um, and that's the time that you get out for a walk. That's the time you get off the bus stop earlier. That's the time you get up before the kids go for a quick walk around your area. That's the time you keep moving, keep stretching, go to the bathroom during work, get go into the disabled toilet, it's a bigger toilet, and stretch out. That's what I always say to clients. You can't just sit there in a 90 degree position at a desk or if you're a busy mom at home, still go about your daily routine but feeling tight and sore because that's not good. You don't want that. That's going to not make you go to the gym again because you're going to be like, no, too sore, not worth it. I'm too busy. I can't be doing this. So that's another reason why, on top of the three reasons why, is your step count goes down and it's natural that it does go down when you start a new workout routine and if your natural step count goes down well then you're not going to be burning fat efficiently because you're kind of starting a new routine but cutting down on your old what generally walking around step routines you know so you need to keep the two going together and your stretches so if you're listening to this and you you're after starting a new gym routine or you did a new workout in your gym and you're really stiff you need to go into the bathroom or get up early in the morning, stretch out, stretch out during the middle of the day, stretch out before you come home from work and stretch out when you get home from work again. And just walk it out, guys, especially if you're doing leg day and you just find that your legs are really stiff and your glutes. Just try walk to work, walk around at lunchtime and loosen out them tight muscles as much as you can. Because if you let them go and keep let them get tighter and tighter, you're going to cause injury down the line and you're not going to be able to squat properly or you're not going to be able to get full range of motion when you're doing your weights because you're so tight and um, especially lower back if you work in a desk that's a huge problem so that's another reason why guys just to add on top of the three reasons why so guys i had to cut that little bit of the podcast short because i closed the window and dropped everything that was on the windowsill so that's what you get when you're recording live and walking around where there's kids coming into rooms trying to make noise but anyway i hope this podcast helps it was nice sweet and short and i hope it was informative for you guys to kind of look to see why the scales isn't moving calorie deficit number one if you have weight to put on as in muscle tone and you're increasing your weight anyway because it might be slightly too low for you um, well then you need to in order to build yourself up and get more of a shape of course the scales are going to increase and you're keeping within or just above your maintenance calories as well um, and another point as well actually if you are trying to put on weight don't go eating loads of food so let's just say if your maintenance calories is at 2200 but you're or even 2,100, especially if you're trying to put on weight and you're only used to eating about 1,300 calories, I wouldn't go increasing that too quick because you'll feel really, really sick and you won't be able to handle it and you might give yourself a bit of tummy problems as well where you're putting too much food in when you're not used to it. So every day I would increase that 
one week increase it by 100 calories every day week two increase it another 100 calories every day week four increase it another 100 calories every day so it's not going to be a big deal because psychologically that might mess you up a little bit and the bloating and the blocked up and all that will not be nice like do you know what I mean so I know people on the other end of the scale with fat to lose they're like oh fuck her anyway she like skinny bitch here she is trying to put on weight but that comes with consequences as well if you try to do it too fast so there's always each end of the scale always has consequences if you're not doing it properly um so i'd i always have a bit of we'll say compassion for both sides because i've been on both sides as well and both of them aren't nice but the middle ground's lovely <laughs> so the grass isn't greener on the other side the grass is greener in the middle ground lads <laughs> the balanced ground is where the grass is greener um but apart from that again Enjoy your process, guys, and enjoy the process that comes with working out and lifting weights. And no matter what exercise you do for the first time, enjoy it. And if you really enjoy the exercise, don't stop it, but maybe try look at changing things up a bit. Go for a swim, a walk, a run, lift weights, go into a class, kettlebells, TRX, whatever. Always mixing it up, but always kind of keep your body tricked and it won't get used to it. And you'll keep on getting results and she'll all be laughing. The world would be such a better place in the middle ground where the grass is greener. But I'm only joking. Um, anyway, as always, guys, I'm going to go now because I need to get ready for my class. And I always like to be prepared. So I'm not going in going, oh, my God, what's going on? Um, so, yeah, if you have any questions at all and if you still haven't got your calories and you don't know where you are and you're on my fitness pad, but just remember, my fitness pal is good, but it doesn't know you personally. It doesn't know your stresses. It doesn't know your workouts, how hard they are, how heavy they are. And sometimes they give you too little calories. And I don't like that, lads, because all the girls and guys are getting results on a small deficit. And that's all you need. So if you're on calories, if you think they're a bit low for you, just get on to me and I'll advise you a little bit better on that as well. And um, yeah, that's it, guys. So I hope you have a great week ahead. Um, again, I'll put up a, I, myself and Aideen from Grow Your Mind put up a lovely breathing exercise space to do. She's a mindfulness teacher. So that's on my Facebook page, my Instagram. I have been starting to do that every day the last three weeks because I was advised to do it by another guy that I went and spoke about this reset your brain guy. Really interesting. I'll do a different podcast, a podcast on that again. But basically, as you can hear me breathing deeply, I wasn't breathing enough um, down to the tip of my lungs to get the two litres of blood in my lungs circulating around to my brain and around my body and so I was just keeping myself short of breath all the time and it wasn't good so I'm really focused on my breath a bit more now as well so even if you guys can watch the video maybe implement that over the next seven days as well you'll find that it'll make a huge difference with your energy your headspace and your mindset as well um, because we don't breathe enough guys so again that's a different podcast but I just thought I might throw it in there give you a bit more information so that's it guys thanks so much again for listening to the podcast Um, again my online training is open on my app and I need to invite you to the app so even if you want to go onto Instagram Facebook um, DM me at Karina Duffy Fitness or you can email me at hello at Karina Duffy Fitness.com that's K-O-R-I-N-A and I will invite you to the app and I'll send you over all the information as well. So the first bit of the app I do is a more personalized plan and um, personalized to you and your workouts, whatever equipment is available to you in the gym or at home. And then the other plans I do are just generic for fat loss or muscle building. Um, but again, the options are there and there's full online support through the app as well. As you can see, I love talking. So 
but that doesn't stop when I'm training people on messages and stuff as well. So that's it, guys. Have a great week and I'll be looking forward to recording the next podcast next week. Have a good day. Thank you.